Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the True Achievements podcast. No Rich this week is moving house, unfortunately for him. Uh, but we have Jack here as always. Hello. How are we doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. And stepping in, the ever-willing editorial manager, Mark. Hi again. Welcome back. How's thanks. your week been going? Uh, very good. My weeks are always good. Good. All right, let's get straight into it. So Jack has actually been playing a lot again. I don't know what's going on with the world. I know, it's all gone upside down, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Dave's played less for me. That never happens. <laughs> yeah, so as usual, it's the GTSC, so I'm actually having to play some games every week, which uh, wasn't the case at the end of last year when I played nothing for about four months. But... I uh, finally decided I'd boot up Assassin's Creed, and I'm about four years behind with the series, so I'm I'm on Black Flag when everybody else is on Origins. <laughs> but okay. I got a ton of stuff left to do this. I've never finished the story. Um, it's just a load of random stuff like swimming a nautical mile. So I tidied up a couple of miscellaneous achievements in that. Um, finally finished Thomas Was Alone and World 2 Hunting Boss. These are quite easy games, and I've just had them installed on my console for ages. I just wanted to finish them so I could uninstall them and get them, uh, I say get the space back, but they're about 10 megs each, so it doesn't really help. Um, Is Thomas was alone the one with like the shapes, the coloured shapes? Yeah, it was the Mike Biffle one, and it's the shapes, and it's kind of adding empathy to rectangles, I suppose, but (laughs) it is quite captivating. (laughs) Especially with the voiceover from Danny Wallace. Yeah. Uh, it, it actually uh, pulled me in towards the end. I remember playing it initially and kind of not listening to the audio or ignoring the dialogue. And it, I didn't find it very gripping, but kind of just the music of a dialogue. And if you do follow along a bit more, it's, it's really good, actually. I was surprised. I enjoyed it so much. But definitely one to... Uh, try if you haven't already and then finally i booted up murdered soul suspect on the xbox one this is another game i've had sitting around for ages and i've actually got a 360 copy as well and i've just installed that so i think i'm going to play them in tandem because <laughs> apparently it's a collectible marathon <laughs> so i'll save myself half a work if i uh, play them together yeah that one's easy achievements i i beat it uh, in a rental when it came out in like four and a half hours that's not bad at all yeah <laughs> Did you um, enjoy the story in it? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not, okay. I'll make sure I ignore that then. Skip every cutscene. And, yeah. Has that been a Games with Gold at some point or something? I'm it sure was, yeah. The Xbox yeah. One version, I think. I think I bought it months before it became a Games with Gold. <laughs> and I haven't played it until after it became a Games with Gold, which seems to happen to me every single time. That's the problem with backlogs, isn't it? You hear that on the site all the time. <laughs> Yep, Mark, you've been playing Split Second. Are you finding that one? Yeah, you know, uh, like I've said before, my son and I are going to play every racing game we can get our hands on. Uh, yeah, that that one's really cool. I I had missed it when it came out, and I was very glad to see it go. Games with Gold, they they seem to give away a lot of racing games in that program, which you know is totally cool with us. Uh, he he really really likes this one though. As have you guys played it? It doesn't look like you played it this week, but have you played it before? I've not. No, I finished it. Oh, wow. cool. So you know the premise then. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know Dave, but it's basically like a 
reality show as if it's like a racing game presented as a like a Michael Bay directed reality show type of thing where you can like race around and like trigger explosions to screw with your opponents and it's really cool. I remember that one and Blur back in the 360 days. They both came and went without me ever getting my hands on them. And I was glad to see this one come back into my life in this way. I'm hoping Blur at least goes back and pat in the future, if not, you know, complimentary with Games with Gold as well. That would be cool. I'm going to have to play that now because a Michael Bay racing game sounds amazing. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's good. There are some online achievements on it, which might steer some people away, but it's just for ranking up. And you, if you've got a 360 still, you can um, take your save and back it up. And if you do lose online rank, recover your save and you gain that rank back. So it all stores in an offline profile, which is quite handy. Okay. Yeah, strangely, it was published by Disney too, which looks weird when you're booting up the game. It, you know, now they don't even publish their own stuff. But back in the day, they were publishing like new IP that had nothing to do with their movies, which looks strange when you when you check it out now. But yeah, that one's that one's really cool. We'll keep playing that for a while, I think. And then besides that, I played uh, Rise, of course, which is this month's playlist game. I finished my second playthrough of that and now i've just gotta grind out some multiplayer maybe with uh you know my co-host from the podcast or some people from the forums i gotta actually jump into that this weekend i'll obviously save most of my thoughts on that for for our own show make people listen to that one as well i caught up on some Forza horizon 3 there was that hoonigan car pack so there was a couple of quickish achievements that i'd kind of left to the side there that uh I finished up just because I'm still, for some reason, I am hemorrhaging TA every week at the moment. Like, I'm just at negative 500 before I even start constantly. So, GTSC is a bit of a problem. So, I'm just jumping in, trying to get easy score. Uh, Cars 3, driven to win. <laughs> Not the best racing game. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of them games, like, I'm sure you've had one, Mark, where you end up having to review it because there's nobody else available and it's like, oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, not the best <laughs> game. It's uh, There's some challenges. There's like a little, I don't know, it's like a... I suppose it's like skate, you know, like a little playground where you can just go jumping around and stuff like that. There was some yeah. bits I had to do in there. It wasn't amazing. And then I played a game called Rememoried. It was an ID game that I think came out towards the end of last year. It's a quick completion, but I'd always left it because it's, it's reasonably expensive. It's like 12, 13 pounds. But because I was desperate for TA this week, I, I uh, bought it, played it. It's like, it's a first. It's like one pound 30 per 100 gamer score. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's, it's kind of like. It's like refunct, do you know, like it's a first-person puzzle game type thing, but it's not It's not just on one level, these multiple levels. It's quick and easy, just like a little bit of platforming, and they, they put some weird kind of bits in where like you have to step into certain things and you'll float up and then you can jump around and stuff. It's not great. It seems like one of the... I, I don't know why loads of ID games seem to do this, where they just seem to me to be really pretentious, like... If I can't understand the story, 
<laughs> what's the point? You know, when when they try to like be really obscure with everything, it's just like, and, and some people seem to really enjoy it and get love the story and stuff out. Just like I don't know what is going on here at all. <laughs> Maybe it is because I went in kind of for achievements and I was kind of looking at a guide to see what to do and reading the walkthrough on TA. But I, I don't know. They just seem to try and make the stories as complicated as anything. So you've got to have like a an amazing IQ just to figure out what is going on. Like, I don't see the point in it. <laughs> but but that was... And, and we'll come on to another game like that, because I just yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what yeah, was going on. That would be late. <laughs> so, uh, we've all played it this week. Jack streamed it. You're reviewing it, Mark. Yep. I played it for the score, a game called Assemblance. Yep. <laughs> I guess it's another first person, but it's like, a, a, I don't know. Is it a walking sim? I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's not like, a puzzle game. You know, first, I think the, the, the more generous term for walking sims, like you would be like first person adventure. It's certainly that walking sim fits too. If you want to call it that it's, uh, it's just a brief story driven game where you just look around at stuff. What's the story though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I played it on PS4 last year because for some reason PS4 gets a lot of these indie games that I think I'll like sooner than Xbox. So then I always end up getting them twice, um, which is kind of a pain because I'm like, oh, here's one that's not on Xbox. I'll check this out. And then like a year or two later, maybe sometimes less time than that, sometimes six months, they'll come to Xbox again. I'm like, oh, great. I guess I didn't need to buy that (laughs) then because anything that's on both, I just buy on Xbox, you know, but... and. Uh, that's beside the point, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> assemblance. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, like you said, I do have to review it. I I would have written it by now had I had a clue. Uh, but despite it being my second playthrough, I didn't really understand what was going on. You know, there's there's some in-game clues to it. Uh, I did appreciate it more after last night because even though I beat it the day before, last night I was looking up you know, what did I miss here? What What is the story going on? And yeah. I found out that there's a big, like, alternate reality game, like, a, you know, like ARGs. I talk about ARGs a lot. I've actually been wanting to write an op-ed about them. Some games use them. Uh, do I need to explain what that is, or do you think people know? I know what it is, but you can do it if you want. Yeah, so an ARG is basically like a... It's almost like an online scavenger hunt that's sort of used as like a marketing tool a lot of the time. Uh, I know like most fondly the Cloverfield franchise uses them really well. The The show Lost back in the day used them. It's just basically for for people who get real nerdy about the stuff they like if they want to take it a step further. You know, there's, there's like – it's basically a viral marketing campaign slash scavenger hunt. And apparently the story of Assemblance unfolded via an ARG when it launched like a year or a year and a half ago on other platforms so for the xbox players we're kind of missing all that because now we can just go online and get all the answers uh yeah so i think it, it's really hurt by that uh, i'm still trying to piece all together like uh th- there's a subreddit that is trying to oh they seem to have figured out the story although there's a few different theories uh but it just feels like exactly. for us we kind of missed the boat <laughs> It's like, I understand like ARG stuff, but it's like, if you say Cloverfield, you watch that, you can watch a single film and watch it and understand the story yeah. in it. Whereas this game seems to have no story, so if the, all the stories away from the game, it seems yeah. a bit... It almost forces you to kind of partake in both sides of it, doesn't it? Yeah. Rather than just being able to enjoy it from 
kind of one perspective, one side. Well, let's, let's try and explain again. So you start off, you you walk up to like a computer terminal, mm-hmm. and it asks asks you how you're feeling for some reason, and you can choose any <laughs> of like four options. And then it comes up with like a location. It kind of reminded me like uh, like a hollow holodeck in like the old is it Star Trek film or whatever it was, yeah. where you press this button and a room there's like a doorway in front of you, and that changes to the location you choose. So you walk through and you do something normally in this place, and then it's just kind of repeating that cycle over and over again. So you might walk through a door and then back up at the terminal again, and then there might be a different room, and then. It just goes weird because you try to find a butterfly that changes the color of things, and then it just got really <laughs> weird. Um, the whole game takes like I, my play time was about thirty minutes, but I know for a fact before well, as I turned the game on, I went and made a coffee, so probably twenty five is more accurate or what I played. These generally like you, if you didn't have a walkthrough, I think it'd be like impossible, a crazy completion. <laughs> yeah. Some of it you might stumble across, but you, there's only what is it four locations, I think, and you you got to yeah. go back and forward. As later on in the game, you yeah. have to go back and forward between these locations and do particular things. The very well, last achievement. <laughs> there are different endings as well, aren't there? So it will spit yeah. you out to the main menu as where you finished it, but then you can continue from that point, and it kind of puts you seemingly puts you back a few steps, so you can make alternate decisions. Yeah. So, and then the very last achievement. So I popped it, but only because I like I had a guide from Macker at the time that kind of figured it out. I don't know how he got it. <laughs> Somebody's clever. Um, you walk into a particular room at the end, but you, well, you have to go back and forward a few times to get into this particular mode that's called what is it? Green Shift, I think it is. Yeah. And it just puts like a green hue over the screen, and then you have to do a there's like a um, a digital clock on a table <laughs> and you have to do something exactly as this clock changes time so is it like it starts off at nine eighteen or something like that as it goes to nine nineteen, you've got to open a particular drawer and, and then as again. it goes <laughs> yeah and then as it goes to nine twenty, you've got exactly 16 seconds from when it goes to nine twenty to go to a, another bit where there's like a bullet hole in a wall and you've got to zoom in and look at it at exactly 16 seconds and a picture will appear. God knows why. <laughs> like, just, it's probably you, integral to the story, isn't it? We've just missed it. But if you, if you watch Jack, like Jack and Ollie were streaming it, and they had like stopwatch going and all sorts, and it didn't work for them, I don't I, know. I think the reason why is that um, I think you have to go back into the green shift each time, so you've got to jump back and forth between some rooms. Whereas we were skipping that step, because uh, the guide okay. didn't explicitly kind of say that yeah that was right, the that was the step that most of the guides i well almost all the guides i found online were forgetting to inform me like if you don't nail the timing you can't just back out to the computer and jump back in and try it again with by looking at the clock you have to actually go through the blue back through the green and then through the green shift as they called it um then retry the whole timing procedure I wasn't doing that for a while and it wasn't working for me. I was like, and, but then I found actually the guide that we have, the written guide by, uh, I think the gamer text Bill Zuminati, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he does really good guides for achievement land on YouTube and, uh, his guide actually referenced that, you know, if you screw this up, start all the way over, don't kind of like start in the middle and just redo those last few steps. Like I thought it was. So that was, uh, 
it was very handy, but it took me for like 40 minutes of, of bad guides before I realized that the one we had on site was have, had the informa- information I was looking for. I, I was lucky because I failed it once and then I just quit out through that corrupt file that ends the game and then went and did it again. So that's why obviously it worked for me the second time. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah. It's um I d I don't know how much is the game? It's around about eight dollars here. Eight yeah, so seven, eight quid. It's it's good for score, good for GTSC. Like I don't know how much It's about it, twenty five minutes if you can nail the last achievement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah if you get it first try, it's like shorter than a sitcom. Um, one <laughs> yeah. other issue we did actually have on the stream which was a bit weird, when we initially played it we got um through to two of the achievements which should have popped and nothing was popping so I ended up having to actually restart the game which was a bit bizarre and I think that might have been down to us booting the game up and leaving it on for a couple of hours beforehand then hopping straight in at the main menu I don't know if that did something weird but after a restart it was fine though so okay and then uh, what else did you stream that day Jack Behold a Complete Edition yeah so this one was a bit weird it was you played basically a landlord in an apartment building and you were working kind of undercover for the government. The government were paying you to spy on your tenants. So you could kind of go into people's rooms, collect evidence on them, profile them, make a report and send that off to the government for um, money and reputation. And then they'd eventually send you back um, they'd eventually give you tasks to complete and either tell you to evict the person or other things. It's kind of a little bit simsy, but also not. It's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it's pretty interesting. They're pretty good. Um, a different art style. So in the building itself, you it was kind of black silhouettes of people. Um, you had different floors in the building. You could hop between the different floors. You had a choice of what tenants you allowed into the building. There's kind of management aspects to it, um, whereby you had to you'd get quests. So uh, maybe your wife would need a frying pan or something. And then you could go and ask for tenants for a frying pan, or you could go and buy a frying pan from a weird guy outside that traded items with you for money. <laughs> you could also go and steal one if you wanted to, but stealing your reputation would go down. If you got caught in people's rooms, it'd also go down. You could put cameras in people's rooms, which was even more bizarre. But um, it was pretty interesting though. Um, it's got quite a high TA at the moment, but a lot of the achievements in it seem to be quest related. So I think you'd get quite a lot if you just went for kind of a 100% playthrough in a sense. But I don't know if it actually ends. I think it's something that could potentially keep rolling on. It's interesting though. I remember watching it and I was kind of doing something else at the time. So I kept coming back and I was like, I don't know what is going on. All right. Uh, Next game. Yesterday we streamed. First game we played, game you reviewed, Mark, was Wolverblade. Yeah, I, I I don't always, well, I usually don't get to watch you, the streams you guys do, given the um, the time zone difference. I don't know how you liked it, but I thought it was, like, really, really well done. Gave it a high score, 4.5 out of 5. Um, it seemed to me to really capture, like, the feeling of those old-school side-scrolling beat-em-ups really well, except, yeah. it, like I said in my review, it 
it gave more attention to its story than those ones would back in the day, which was really refreshing. And uh, I think the the art style is just really beautiful. I mean, it, it gets pretty gory at times when you're like chopping people's heads off, but uh, like just something about the color palette they used, it looked like the old like the the UB art the Ubi art games from Ubisoft. Yeah, I got a. Uh that kind of vibe it kind of really looked like, reminded me of like playing streets of rage as a kid on my mega drive yeah and i can't remember the name of it what was that ub game that came out where that was in the second world war uh valiant hearts yeah it kind of that art style with <laughs> streets of rage it was looked nice yeah what did you think of it jack um, yeah, it definitely reminded me of the old school kind of beat 'em up games. So you obviously move across and enemies come onto the screen, kill all the enemies, progress. It was quite nice how it tied in some historical stuff. So I could definitely see where you get the Valiant Hearts parallel from. And it even had, um, after you'd finished a level, it'd pop you out to kind of an overview map and you could choose the next level. And it even had little YouTube icons on there that you could click on and it'd load up a video and kind of give you some historical context about a specific part of um, the history in the game or and some real world history information, which was quite neat. It's nice to see that tied into a game and it's almost a bit of a learning tool in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah and apparently um, it took six years to make, which when you hear a game taking that long to make, it's usually actually a bad thing. But um, it was cool to see this one turn out. So like, I think a lot, of, a lot of those years were actually spent on this trip that the... One of the lead developers, um, actually, the the company's the, the company's Twitter handle is just his name. It's Michael Heald, I think is is how it's pronounced. But uh, he, yeah, he just went on like a trip to like explore the history that he was going to be dealing with in his game. Took so, pictures. So and basically, it's six year jolly <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's quite interesting. It shows you that they're so passionate about the history and they want to make sure that that's correct behind the game. And it's almost like that's that's came before the game in a sense, but the game's still as good as the kind of research and it was really, really polished. It felt and played really well. And there's even one mechanic in it I thought was a bit clunky at first was using the tapping the stick in a direction twice to dash. That's never felt that natural but then the publisher was actually in the stream as well they gave us some information they said just hold the left trigger and that will that's your sprint button as well yeah. that works to basically performs that action that made it a lot more fluid for me yeah that's how i did it the if whole you time. have came from the old school games i suppose the double tap directions probably quite ingrained in minds as well so yeah. you've got the best of both worlds and it was uh, local co-op as well. He said, I think they said that it's only local in it. Mm-hmm. Up to four as, players, I think. As soon as you got like you and Ollie playing it, it just looked like it really fast paced and more it's, enemies it on the manic. screen. Yeah. So the more people you have in, the more enemies you actually get on screen at any one time. So four people, it must be mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> it did look quite good. I, I, it's one of them games where I look at it and I think I really want to play it, but I know it's probably going to be a hard slog solo and my kids and my girlfriend had just upset me trying to play it because they'd never <laughs> be shy. So I, 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 maybe it's one of them games where I need to play it on like Steam or something like that where I don't have to care about trying to complete it and I can just play through it and have fun. Yeah, it's a long completion too anyways if you're really going to focus on that. 
Yeah, and, and I know they said yesterday there's one achievement on TA that nobody has unlocked, and I think somebody asked him yesterday, is it glitched? And he said he thinks so, and they're currently working on a patch, and they're going to you know, add a few little improvements and things in, so that should be fixed soonish, hopefully. Um, and then the other game you streamed was uh, from a developer who have been kind of the topic of the week, Artifact Monday, uh, Nightmares from the Deep 3, David Jones, that's come out this week, I think, or last week. Yep. So this was a standard Artifacts Monday title. I think with these games, you always know what you're getting. It's <laughs> point-and-click adventure. Um, lots of puzzles, lots of... There didn't seem to be as many um, find-the-object puzzles in this one, actually. Didn't come across too many of those. I know a couple of uh, iterations ago, it was just packed with them. Yeah. Uh, but this mixed things up a little bit, so it was more less finding the object in the scene and more finding objects in the environment that you could use to interact with other things, kind of global objects, I suppose. Um, it, this one was set on a boat, though, and similar to one that was set in a circus that I played before, a person gets kidnapped and you're going after them. And in this case, they're kidnapped by Davy Jones. You've got to try and piece together the clues and get onto the boat and save them. Um, it's quite quite interesting. Uh, as I say, pretty standard. Um, I think it's about four to five hour completion again. Right. So we managed seven achievements for 115 gamer score in the stream, which isn't a bad haul. Not a ton. No. Okay, and next week we are streaming Vesta. That's not one I know a lot about. Uh, the Aquatic Adventure of the Last Human. That's on Tuesday. Then we haven't got anything down for Thursday, but we've got plenty of ID releases from this week, so there'll definitely be something next Thursday. Okay, moving on to site news. Uh, <laughs> the two achievements Winter Olympics has begun. Uh, yes, it has. So uh, this is the latest event on site, and it's pretty cool. We've done it to coincide with the Winter Olympics that are going on in uh, Korea at the moment. There are a couple of different events similar to the 12 days, although rather than having to work through the events in order, you can pick whichever event you want to participate in, click a start button, earn some achievements, and then you can either end it early or um, get the required number of achievements for the event, and then it will close it off for you. Uh, we've got some different leaderboards and stuff set up for it, and a mix of events. So we've got two events that are running throughout the entire contest that you don't actually have to enter. One of them is long track speed skating. And this is for earning the most achievements during the entire event. Um, so anything you earn, even if it doesn't count towards one of the challenges in the event, will count towards the long track speed skating. Okay. Uh, ski jumping is similar. You don't have to enter it manually. And this is for earning an achievement with the most true achievement score during the entire event. And anything you track at all, anything you unlock at all during the event, even if it doesn't count again, will count towards that one. Um, and then we've currently announced four challenges. We've got another three that are going to be announced on the 18th, I think. The four current challenges are the Giant Slalom, which requires you to unlock 10 achievements for consecutively above and below a TA ratio of 2.0. So and we're going to score that by the smallest cumulative difference. Okay. So your best possible score is a 0 0.05, I believe. So you've got to go one below, so 0 0.9 or 1.99. Then you can get two, then 1.99, then two again, then 1.99, and so on and so on. <laughs> okay. We've got cross-country skiing. This is 
what we're calling kind of achievement linking. So your first achievement for this doesn't matter too much, um, but depending on what achievement you get first of all, we take the last character of that and the next achievement you earn has to start with that character. And then the last character of the achievement you've just earned, <laughs> the next achievement has to start with that one and so on and so on. And this one doesn't actually have a requirement for number of items. It's just make the chain as long as possible. Okay. Um, so this is probably one you'd want to think about starting later on if you do want to do all of the challenges or attempt all of the challenges. Then next up we have the chairlift, which is uh, basically a leapfrog. And you've got to unlock as many achievements as possible, with the ratios increasing by 0.4 each time from the previous achievement. So if I unlock an achievement to start with a, with a ratio of 1, my next achievement needs to be at least 0.4 on from that. So it'll be 1.4, and then next one would be 1.8, and so on and so on. It's all based on your previous achievement, though. So if I unlocked a 1 ratio to start with, then a 2 ratio, I'd need a 2.4 for my third, and so on. And that is similarly, it's just the longest um, chain you can get, I suppose. And the last event we've currently announced is the Biathlon. This is a mini-achievement spelling event. You've got to spell the word biathlon, and you've got to try and get the highest possible TA ratio for the letter N. So your last achievement in that, you want to aim as high as possible. Um, and it's worth noting for that one, achievements with accent, accented characters and numerals don't count. It's literally just uh, the English um, letters for biathlon, so B-I-A-T-H-L-O-N. It's uh, pretty cool, though, and this is going to be running until 10 o'clock on the 25th. And you can register at any point throughout the contest, so if you haven't registered yet, don't fret. You can sign up now. Still be in. I'm registered. I don't know if I'm going to go through <laughs> all of these. I'll, I'll definitely try and do like the, the biathlon one. That sounds quite easy. <laughs> and try and find something ridiculously high for an N. I don't know. I'll have to hunt around for that. Okay, on to regular news. So, as mentioned earlier, Artifacts Monday have been a topic for discussion this week. Reason being, they've increased the prices for all their games. So, it's gone up from $10 US to $15 US. The thing that's kind of annoyed most people seems to be the fact that they haven't just done this for new releases. They've done it for all of their previous release games as well. And then a little bit annoying as well, they then put bundles of the games on sale. <laughs> so it was actually higher priced than it was if you bought them last week, but they said it's a sale, which I think is actually illegal in the UK <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty certain you've got to have it on sale at a higher price for so long before you can say that a sales price is discounted. But anyway, so a lot of people were pretty annoyed. They can't... They, to their credit, they did actually jump in our chat and try and explain some of the reasons why they'd done it, but I don't think it's gone down too well. But um, was we that did on, actually, sorry, was that on stream or in the comments? Or In the comments of the story. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, they're, they're based in Poland, I think, and, and like some of their reasoning was that... Um, that whatever their currency is has lost like 20% of its value against the dollar. So they're actually making less and less, which I do you know. I mean, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not 
saying anything, but it's up to them to do it. But a lot of people seem to be most annoyed about the fact that older games had suddenly had their prices increased. I think it wouldn't have been too much of an issue if there was just a price increase and it hadn't gone on sale for a couple <laughs> yeah. of months. But because there was a price hike and then it suddenly went on sale, that's what seemed bad. Maybe if they'd pre-announced it with kind of a, this is why we're increasing the price, it is going to go up, but we're going to put them on sale as well so you can get them at a slightly discounted price the first few weeks maybe that would have mitigated some of the feedback and kickback they've had the actual thread like the 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 comments varied from you know quite reasonable and constructive to outrage and i hope you go bankrupt but uh, <laughs> uh, there was one that i read that was uh, that was well put together i can't remember it was by now but he was kind of summed up a lot of the, the thoughts and saying like why did they not say right they're going up at the end of this month, so you know, give people a bit of time to buy the old ones if they want to. There was no kind of notice or anything, and then, as well, it seems quite weird that whereas it's like fifty percent increase for the US, it's like a hundred percent increase in Canada. It's gone from ten dollars to twenty dollars. I know the guy in, who came in from the developer actually said that they're going to look at individual, like regional stores, and adjust the pricing on some of them because. He, he did say that the increase was too much, but uh, we did get a question about this from Davy J. I hope it's not Davy Jones. <laughs> That's a bit weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Coincidence. Uh, in regards to the Artifacts Monday situation, is it ethical or right for a company to, write, to raise the price of already released products, especially ones that don't require servers, hotfixes, patches, or content updates? Yeah, I think... Uh... I don't, well, up until you had mentioned the thing about how it might actually be illegal over there, uh, <laughs> I didn't have a, an issue with it per se because I felt that's within their rights to do that. And then, you know, as consumers, it's within our rights to ignore them if we so want to. And then that would, you know, maybe drive the price back down in our favor. But, you know, if it's, it sounds like it's a currency issue anyways, and they probably wouldn't be doing it unless they had to. So, uh, you know, I don't think they necessarily deserve punishment, but I understand the uh, the displeasement as well. But I don't I don't see an ethical issue here. Am I am I wrong? <laughs> no, no, they were within their rights to put the set the price in whatever they want. I think a lot of people as well. The, you can get these games for like six dollars on you know, like iOS or whatever. Hmm. So there's there's no kind of consistency between the platforms, and it's only seems to be the console ones that have had the price increase. But yeah, I mean the the thing that's illegal here is you can't something's got to be at a particular price for so long before you can then discount it and say it's a sale. Mm-hmm. And they've basically gone from ten dollars to fifteen dollars or whatever it is in pounds here. So say ten pounds to fifteen pound. And then the same time, put a sale on for whatever it is, twelve pound, and said you're saving money. <laughs> so yeah, and because it's we because need- it's not been that fifteen pound price long enough. I, I think it's illegal that you, that they can't say it's a, even though it is saving money from that price that it should be now. It's it needs to be advertised a, for so long, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's got to be a price. I don't know if that. Good. Does that count for digital products, or I have does no it? No idea. <laughs> no idea. But we I definitely- don't know. It might be weird for digital marketplaces because it's not being sold from kind of a certain location. I suppose it's within that region it's being sold without that currency. So, mm, 
not too sure. I think a better approach for them potentially would have been to add achievements to all of the PC versions. They could have got all the achievement hunters stacking the games. Yeah, do do an ACA yeah, Neo Geo. They are all on the they are all on Steam and things, so yeah, they could release them on the Windows Store and do a do achievements that way. But I don't know. It's it's well within the rights in it to price the games whatever they feel, but I suppose it's not something that we're used to seeing the price of games go down over time. I'm envious of that consumer protection law that you guys have over there because we do not have that here as far as I can tell. Um, I was thinking of an analog that we have in, in a lot of department stores here. Like, I don't know if you have Kohl's in the UK or Macy's, JCPenney. There's those three and, and several other stores like them. Everything just constantly reads that they're on sale. I don't, maybe this is a little different, but in, in these stores, like Kohl's is where I first noticed it years ago. You know, the tag will say $48 for this jacket. And then it says it's 50% off today. It's only $24. But literally at no point in the history of the store has it ever been sold for 48 It's just, it really is 24 you know, all the time. But they just put 50% off markers on everything. And yeah. there's... Yeah, we need some kind of protection like that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, maybe that's too much of a tangent, but it was just reminding me of that. <laughs> no, we've got stores that do that here. Oh, sold okay. for places that are permanently on discount, but they must have had to have it at that price for a certain period. Yeah. To say it's discounted, it's a bit weird. I don't think they do that here. I think they're just getting away with the lying. <laughs> <laughs> Right, next piece is Xbox Game Pass. Uh, you can get a month free if you sign up to Microsoft Rewards before the end of February. Um, it, it's only in certain regions, though. It's US, UK, France, Germany, Australia, or Canada. Um, only to people who register into Microsoft Rewards. If you're already a member, you miss out, I'm afraid. <laughs> but I think everybody should be on Microsoft Rewards, shouldn't they? Well, there's no reason not to be. All you do is just complete little changes everything you buy off the microsoft store you get points towards it's kind of like xbox rewards but does everything microsoft related so if you search on bing you get points and things like that so it's well worth registering and then you can get things like a month of gold once you've accrued so many points or you could get yourself a month of game pass or things like that it's well worth getting into all right next piece uh, there's been some more delistings from the microsoft store during january Sad times. The games are Blacklight, Tango Down, Mercury HG, Quarrel, Swarm, Burnout Paradise, Deadly Premonition, Don Don Patchy Resurrection, oh gee, El Shade, Ascension of the Met Metatron, uh, Forza Horizon Two presents Fast and the Furious on the 360, and Zone of the Enders HD Collection. Some of them, the DLCs have gone. Some of them, the DLCs are still up. Obviously, you still got. The game on a disc you can play it or if you've downloaded them in the past purchased them in the past they should be in your like previously purchased section to still get hold of so you can still get them if you've done that some on the xbox one went as well a game called clash which is one of them games i had to review that's probably the worst game i have ever played on the xbox one <laughs> which so one don't miss that one clash clash oh i think i know the cover art for it oh, it was a shocking game um and <laughs> Forza Horizon 2 presents Fast and the Furious on the one. But then we did get two games that had been previously delisted have come back. Uh, that is Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams, and Thunder Wolves. 
got to say, I don't think most people have been missing <laughs> out on <laughs> most of them. I've never even heard of some of them. <laughs> uh, surprise announcement last week. So Far Cry 5, Ubisoft announced uh, the season pass details and uh, the bonus, I suppose. The, the, the big surprise was that uh, if you get the season pass, it's going to include Far Cry 3 Classic Edition. Which is pretty cool. I'm, I, I've not read if it's a remastered version or anything like that. It seemed, have, have you seen it? It seems it's not. They were. It's, it seemed they were careful not to ever promise any sort of remastering or touch-ups, which is also weirdly what they did with the Assassin's Creed games when they did that Ezio collection. They they like they did touch those ones up, but they never actually called it a remaster. And then as we found out, it actually didn't look that much better. So I don't know what kind of like remasters techniques they're using but well like i said it seems like none in the case of far cry 3 but <laughs> so is it going to be like a back compact version or do you think it's a new version with a new list and... i think it's going to have a new list uh if if any list at all I, it can't be the same game because it's not including the multiplayer that's why they're calling it the classic edition that one had like uh, deathmatch and everything like that back terrible in the day. terrible multiplayer <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but that's pretty cool. Like, I Far Cry Three is probably like I've played. I've only played from three onwards, so but three was pretty cool. I really enjoyed. Was it, was it Vaz? Was the yeah like the antagonist in that? Really cool. And then there's going to be three sort of like episodes of things coming as well. Hours of Darkness players will travel back into Vietnam to battle against Vet Cong soldiers. Uh, dead living zombies players will face hordes of zombies in multiplayer b-movie scenarios and lost on mars players will leave earth behind to go toe toe to claws with martian arachnids that just seems like a bit of a stretch from the normal far cry it well it does but they've kind of been doing weird stuff with that series for a while i actually admire the way ubisoft treats far cry because you know they did blood dragon back in the day and then they did oh yeah yeah, and then they did Primal uh, a couple of years ago, and for some reason they like they do a lot of spinoffs with this series, and they always just try to get like as ridiculous as they can. You know, they'll they'll do their real game, and then they'll they'll do a, a weird spinoff. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool that we're getting like three mini weird spinoff episodes with the season <laughs> pass in this case. Yeah, I was thinking that like it when well, March twenty seventh, so not long to wait. I think. Um does look pretty cool that and i think if you uh, pre-order the i'm not one to to promote pre-orders i i kind of hate the practice but if you <laughs> let me promote it anyways if you if you do pre-order this one uh i think you get the far cry 3 classic edition code four weeks early ahead of release so you'll get it like at right, the start okay. of march which is kind of cool yeah not, not long at all yeah at least if they do that it gives you a bit of time to play it and then it's a weird though. Why did they not do Far Cry Four? <laughs> Why three? Yeah, I think three is still regarded as people's favorite. I, I think you know Ubisoft even loves Vast themselves, so they kind of look back fondly yeah. on that one the most. Uh, moving on, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two is free this weekend. I think that's part of that anime thing they've got going on at the moment. You can play that from now until Sunday, February the 11th at 11.59pm PT. So if you fancy that one, jump on it. Um, just a reminder, really, this week's site competition, we're doing Battlefield 1, so look down the side panel most pages or 
trueachievements.com forward slash competitions if you want a crack at winning a code for that. Uh, Focus Home Interactive and Deck 13 have announced the Surge 2 will be releasing in 2019. It seems to be released without... It seems like a bit of a weird announcement to me. Yeah, Focus Home's doing their... Uh, it's like they do a yearly event now called like What's Next from Focus Home. And they oh, talk the, about all their... The, the Lee What's Next defocus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're a French publisher. They, uh, they, they're actually building up quite, uh, quite an interesting portfolio of titles. They, well, I don't know. I don't know if they'll be worthwhile, but they do have a lot of stuff in the works right now. They have Call of Cthulhu, Greedfall, which is a, a new RPG. Of this, uh, are they? I think they're publishing Vampire as well from Don't Nod. So they, yeah, I think so. They've got a lot Plus of. Plus, cool they stuff. do some of the farming Sims as well. Oh, really? <laughs> some yeah. of the many. Why do we have so many of those? I know that's a age-old question, but what's going on there? Is there really a market for like eight of them? Yeah, no. But it just seems like because when did the surge came out last year? Yeah, Kevin reviewed it. Uh, or I think probably about just about a year ago, around this time. So May last year. So and then they've announced it, and it just seems to be like without any real fanfare or anything. Why not do like a proper? trailers and stuff and it just seems like a bit of a weird one but they, yeah. i know it's like a, it was kind of like a mech version of dark souls i think from yeah it's a sci-fi sci-fi robot version of of dark souls basically i actually liked the demo so much that i went out and bought it i haven't played it yet though because i don't want to play it twice and we're, we might play it or at least put it on a poll later this year for ta playlist so <laughs> i'm just kind of waiting for that month see if i should play it then jack started playing it i think last week yeah, I started playing it a couple of weeks ago, so I managed to get on quite a good offer um, with a, a complete edition of it with the DLC. So I figured it was worth a shot. I'm actually really enjoying it. I hated, uh, I didn't like Dark Souls. I'd say hated, it was alright, but I just didn't enjoy it. Um, but Surge, I think it's a little bit more accessible. Okay. So it's very Dark Souls-esque and it is difficult to defeat the enemies. Um, kind of got the equivalent of bonfires. So if you go back and save up, the enemies respawn. You've got to go back out and kill those enemies again. It's kind of a lot of forward progression, then going back, then progressing back through mm -hmm. the area you've got to and getting a little bit further each time. Uh, it's good so far. I'm really enjoying it. Enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. So I'm going to be looking out for information on search too interested to see where that goes okay well that event isn't far off so we should hopefully get some more details soon but it's 2019 that game is going to be available okay uh moving on we actually got another back compact this week jack yeah we did uh so we have got tom clancy's splinter soul conviction we came back compact yesterday. There was a bit of a leak, wasn't there, before? <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it? Got there? announced by the publisher by accident on Twitter. An image went up and was swiftly pulled down hmm. um, a few minutes later. Um, I, this is one I haven't played. Are you tempted to go back to it now? It's gone back compact. I bought it yesterday. Oh, <laughs> played it. Nice, okay. I can't remember how I played it. I, know. I think I, think it's... I played it. Yeah, I think it's actually the worst of all the Splinter Cells, but I love the series so much that, you know, even if it's the worst for me, it's still it's still uh pretty pretty cool. It's I still enjoy it. They kind of it was heavily influenced by like twenty four at that time. 
it's kind of weird because you know Sam Fisher has been the been the protagonist for so long, and he he almost like ages backwards in that one. Like he seems extra <laughs> nimble, and like, he's supposed to be like this old gruff guy, and but in in this in this one, even though he's like grayer than ever, he's uh, he's also like more nimble than ever, and it didn't really make sense in that way. But that's video game logic, I guess. Just had a quick look. I have played it, but I've not got that far through. I think I finished the story, and that's it. I've got loads of stuff I can go and polish up. I re- yeah, I remember the game now. It was like I remember like missions and stuff like popped up on walls and stuff. And yeah, they tried to make it real like stylish like that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. There's... I never played Black- Blacklist. That's the-, the one I want them to bring to. Oh yeah, but... that's the one everyone's waiting for because it came out when the new systems came out, so a lot of people missed it. Yeah, or they seem to be doing a lot of this, like um, you know, bringing out IPs and they they go pre-order it and you get the the remastered version or the old edition, oh, the yeah. back compat edition with it. Like they did it for South Park and then they done it for Far Cry now. Yeah. So Everyone's pretty sure this will be the year for Splinter Cell at E three. So maybe maybe that's what they're waiting on. But it's got to be on it. Come on, yeah, you be. I love the series. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our questions, Mark. Cool. Should we start with the question of the week? Yeah, why not? Cool. So this one's from Kintaris, who we know around the site as Sam. He said, Monster Hunter World has introduced loads of people to a series that they never got around to playing. By releasing it on more platforms and streamlining the gameplay, is there a series you've missed out on that you'd like to get the same treatment and turn up on Xbox? I've got no obvious ones. Like I'm sure there's loads of really obvious ones, but nothing springs to mind. But I'd say some things that I would love to see is there's a PC game that I love playing called Football Manager, but it's only on Steam. I'd love to see that as like a Windows 10 version, you know, with achievements that way. And then just the really obvious stuff. But I don't. It doesn't make it accessible. But just the really obvious uncharted and stuff <laughs> but it's not going to yeah, come out but... yeah. yeah the playstation specific stuff yeah, yeah but that's not going to come over is it yeah yeah obviously there, yeah there's a ton of good playstation stuff but that's not realistic because those studios are owned by sony um thinking more realistically i i was thinking of uh the amnesia series which is two games it's a first person horror series that came out on pc a long time ago and now they're on ps4 uh, i'm slowly playing them on ps4 but because I know that there's really seemingly no good reason that it's not on Xbox, I'm kind of dragging my feet hoping they eventually do come to Xbox because if, if anything's multi-plat, I just play it on Xbox because I like the achievements. I like to have it on my profile, but they're they're really good games. I, I wish more horror fans got to play them. I, I think a bunch of people missed them. And then more than that, I was thinking of just VR. I just love VR. I'm I believe in it and I, I wish it would come to Xbox the uh when we ran a poll a couple of weeks ago and well the question I should say was you know would you play VR if it came to Xbox and the uh I think the number one answer was probably not I think yeah. <laughs> I was like wow at least give it a try I mean come on I, I love it I, I've messed about with VR at Gamescom and I just, just nothing really interesting me there's nothing if there was some like a, a game that came out that just like a hat you know was a major app for vr then i could see it but there's nothing really mind-blowing or mega interesting or anything like that that makes me go i need to play that in vr 
But I think, like with that game you were mentioning, I think there seem to be slowly a lot of these indies are coming over to Xbox. You know, the ones that were only on PS4. Oh yeah, I've bought and I don't know. I purchased so many. I don't know so if they had some kind of time because they started off really heavy with the indie stuff, PlayStation, didn't they? And then I don't know. It seems to have faded away now. And I, 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 I'm guessing that a lot of it with these was either publishers didn't have enough money, you know, to do both systems, and then. Yeah. They can do that now. Oh, there was some kind of timed agreement for the really good games, but there's been quite a few recently with like the vanishing Ethan Carter and stuff like that. Slowly, well, we saw. Over to the... Didn't didn't Rebecca share a tweet with us that said some something like, uh, you know, it was some it was some indie studio that was talking about an email chain they were in where like statistics were shared that indicated that indies on Xbox are selling like one and a half to two times better than they do on PlayStation or something like that. So. I think for anybody yeah. who's not contractually obligated to remain exclusive like that is like, hey, we should tr- probably try to get this over there. <laughs> yeah, for definite. I mean, the, the, we, they're working with us, obviously, ID, you know, to promote some of the games, yeah. but like, they're really prominent in the store. Like, they keep saying a game's a game. So they all appear together and stuff. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, the PlayStation okay. Store is ugly too, so it's probably hard to find some of their <laughs> hidden stuff. I mean, it is. I'm not. I'm not a fanboy. I love them both, but the PlayStation Store is hideous. But uh, <laughs> so let's move on. We have one from at Jesse Ryan Hill on Twitter. Here she said, "Is gaming as we know it headed for a collapse? AAA is money grubbing in the worst way, and smart games not worth anyone's time. Flood markets like Steam. Is this a sign of the possible end or decline again?" <laughs> So he's, he's, they're predicting <laughs> apocalypse. Jesse, he's on a downer about gaming. He's, <laughs> he's not enjoying his time with gaming at the moment. Nah, there's some there's some shady things going on, but I think it's kind of people people kind of figuring stuff out. Like, and then they've like say Battlefront Two. They've seen a loads and loads of people are putting these loot boxes in. And they've kind of pushed it and pushed it and pushed it, and then I think they've got that. Right, we've gone too far now, time to pull it back a little bit. And I think most people will probably go a similar way and rein it back in. Otherwise, they're just asking for a PR nightmare, aren't they, every time they release a game? I, yeah. I think it's generally that that's generally what happens. Like people, they pushed and pushed with, you know, like season passes and uh, even having to buy the game, you know, brand new to get online and stuff like that, like online pass and oh, all that yeah, kind of I stuff. And you can't blame a business, I suppose, for trying to maximize the profits. But Yeah, they're always going to see what they can get away with. It's up to us to let <laughs> yeah. them know what's not cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, luckily the gaming community is quite vocal at that. Yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts, Jack? Is gaming, as we know, heading for a collapse? I don't think gaming will ever head for a collapse. Um, I think there's definitely some money grabbing going on. <laughs> of a minute but I think uh, it's becoming people are becoming more accustomed to it and also more vocal about it yeah definitely and people are having to change for example the Clicker Hero stuff they're saying they're taking out microtransactions and just releasing the game as a paid title for their second game which is quite a jump that's because of ethical reasons I think if companies ethically have issues with it they'll uh, they'll change but I don't think some of the big companies do but it's definitely not going to decline things like reddit where people can just mobilize and 
go off at these things like mm-hmm. it, it, well, it's it, social media and now people if people have an issue with like a big company they don't they just air their laundry in the public don't they <laughs> <laughs> try and create a massive stink and something usually happens because they've got to try and save face because everybody can see that yeah these end up with youtube videos and all sorts of, instead of in the past you'd have to write a strongly worded letter to, to the company. Yeah, they'll probably go straight in the firing cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely more accountable now, which is good. Like the airline companies too, they're always they're always getting a lot of heated, uh, heated comments online. And it seems to go far sometimes if, if it gets loud enough. Yeah, definitely. So next up we have... Jason Parker at Epic Quest. Oh, I'm sorry, at Epic Quiet on Twitter said, How excited are you for a Kingdom Come Deliverance and what excites you the most? So Jason obviously developed this game. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think he did actually. But uh, do you guys have any interest in this game? I played this at Gamescom last year and. Right, I'll, I'll set. They had this room that you went into and it was done like as if it was part of the game, you know, a big like oak table with like i don't uh-huh. know like fake wolf skin things on the chairs and stools and they had their own beer going on swords on the wall and stuff their own and beer like, that's yeah. amazing we went in and they went do you want one of our kingdom come deliverance beers like yeah okay like, yes please <laughs> yeah. could i have so, two <laughs> so we sat playing it and i've got to say like that the game kind of interested i like the look of what i'd seen on some of the trailers and stuff thought it was a cool kind of concept and then what they gave me as a demo just put me completely off because ah. like, as a demo at a conference, you're supposed to you know, show it off and give you something exciting. And we had like a, a half an hour demo and 15 minute, minutes of it seemed to be riding from one location to the other. Now, I don't know what the game's like. That kind of put me off since then just because I was like, if half an hour and 15 minutes I've got a ride from one location to another. And you couldn't gallop of... on, you had to follow. So it was like, you know, the really rubbishy kind of oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed missions where you got to <laughs> follow somebody. It and was you've like got to match that. their speed. If you get too far ahead, they stop and you've got to go exactly. back. <laughs> yeah. and, then it, and then, like, it was loads of dialogue, which, you know, if you're into, like, story-driven games, that's probably ace, but I, I don't know, it just mm-hmm. seemed... So did it seem like a little bit of a poor man's witcher? Yeah, it, yeah it seemed like that kind of like it, I can imagine the concept's cool and some of the combat seemed a bit clunky and stuff. But like ah. I say, that was a year ago, so how what it's like okay, now? Okay, so there's probably quite a bit of polish that's been added since then. Yeah, you think? Well, Unless they so, just it was finished at that point, <laughs> they're just biding their time for a release. I think they've gone ambitious with it, and the budget they've got might not be big enough to do. Like okay. like you say, like a, a Witcher where everybody loves it and everything about it is amazing and it looks and like it, I don't know, it didn't look particularly great. Some of the voice acting was a bit wooden. So the combat wasn't great and there was a lot of riding a horse. Oh, so. Jesus. <laughs> potentially got some, got some props. <laughs> but like I say, that was, that, that was what, a year ago. So it, And it was obviously sort of just a little demo. It wasn't the whole game, so it might be yeah. vastly different now. Yeah. As a premise, I think it's great. I don't if if anyone listening doesn't know what it is. It's basically an RPG that that puts you in like a medieval world, but keeps it historically accurate. So there's no like mages or magic or dragons. It's <clears throat> it's just sword fighting, and the achievement list is very strange too. I was talking to my coworker about it yesterday. Actually, he apparently there's like uh, 
there's an achievement to beat the game as a virgin. There's an achievement to like starve <laughs> to death or to like be completely full for three days. And it's a very strange like life simulator for medieval days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty in depth then, the kind of level they've gone to. Yeah, I, I think it sounds like a little bit fable esque. And now you've said kind of about yeah some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think it's you know if it's is, I. I I think even its fans were probably expecting it to lack some polish, but it might scratch an itch that nobody else is is like attending to in gaming. So it, it might be a quiet hit. We'll see if it's really broken. It'll be it'll disappear quickly. But if it comes out all right, it'll it'll find like a dedicated audience. I think. I've seen somebody with something like a cool mechanic. The quest that we got in the demo, the, whatever happened, but there was. There was loads of different ways that this quest could play out. It wasn't just like you had to do this, 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 and this to finish the quest. And depending on what you did, you might get spotted. And there was loads of different ways. And as with, there was, I don't know, there was about 10 of us playing it and different people were getting different endings to this quest and stuff. So it, it seemed quite pretty cool premise, like you say. But we'll see. Reviews won't be long and we'll see how the game plays out. <laughs> And then uh looks like our last question here is was more site related. It's from at Renee Ruiz Voice. It says I love the feature that sends a notification when a game is announced as Xbox One X enhanced. Is there a chance for a similar notification when new back compat games are announced? So we do have a setting for games you own to become backwards compatible, but we don't have one for all games. So maybe there's potential for us to expand on that a little bit do something similar to the uh, enhanced stuff where you can pick either games you own or games or uh, games you haven't played you can always um, subscribe yeah, for updates you, on that news type as well we've got a backwards yeah you can subscribe for updates on the news type and um, create a site wishlist item as well if you've got some other ideas for it and can always have a look at that and expand on it further but if it's something that's going to benefit the community we'll always uh, be happy to take a look okay all right, thanks for all the questions. Sam, I shall be in touch and you get a rummage in the giveaway sack, which is growing at the moment, which is great. Uh, new achievements, Jack. Okay, so we've had a couple of games hit this week, We, as usual. Uh, another ACA Neo Geo game, Blazing Star, 12 achievements. Had Sam Saurer with 19 achievements. The Station with 11 achievements. I think that is... Ah, no, I'm thinking of Final Station. I For some reason, I thought it was... A, <laughs> I think the station's fair, my next Walking Sim review, if, if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so keep your eyes peeled on the site for uh, Mark's thoughts. Um, we've got Quantic Pinball, with 12 achievements. Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet, which I believe is the um, Western release. Uh, Starpoint Gemini Warlord, 49 achievements. Xenon Valkyrie Plus with 18 achievements. Abo Kashem with 38 achievements. Uh, Guilt Battle Arena with 27 achievements. Deblob 2 with 26 achievements. Past Cure with 13 achievements. And the game we just talked about, Kim Kingdom Come Deliverance, it's got 49 achievements. And some new DLC packs as well. We've got the Blade of Galadriel story expansion in Middle-earth Shadow of War with 10 achievements for 250 gamer score. The Burgis in Dovetail Games Eurofishing with 12 achievements. 
Marvel's Black Panther movie character pack in Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 with five achievements for 50 gamer score. And in the Pillars of Earth, we've got book two, Sowing the Wind with 10 achievements for 250 gamer score. Right, new releases to today, we've got Bleed 2 Overdriven Reloaded Special Edition, uh, Starpoint Gemini Warlords and Quantic Pinball. I've had a look at that pinball, but no. <laughs> looks like a smartphone game that's uh, been yeah yeah smartphone for smartphone pinball doesn't sound great uh next week we got the bergsy dlc as you mean uh dlc for dovetail fishing uh we got south park stick of truth that's the standalone version on the one we got the black panthers dlc for lego marvel superheroes 2 uh, kingdom come deliverance on tuesday the fall part 2 I think quite a few people seem to be excited about that one. Uh, Dynasty Before Warrior. was the game with, was it 10 achievements, all collectible based? About an yeah, hour uh, it was one of them, yeah, yeah shortish. Put, I, don't, I played it, but okay. I, 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 I don't know. This is probably one of these ones. It's a purged memory of you uh, <laughs> to put that one out of your mind. <laughs> it's probably one of them games where I played it purely for achievements and just followed a guide and yeah, obviously not got the, the story or whatever that seemed people seem to love because I think um, was it Chewy who loved the, the fall yeah he does he, mm-hmm. you play like a sentient like suit you're basically a robot like I th- yeah. if I remember there's like a dead human inside your suit but you're like alive as well I might have that wrong yeah. but it's basically a robot side-scrolling puzzle platformer <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> uh, Monster Energy Supercross and Owl Boy, and that's and then Wednesday we got Guilt Battle Arena. No, I don't know that one. Uh, the story goes on. That's kind of got spooky text, so I'm guessing Mark will be playing that. And Faye, that's your next review. There, story goes on. It's got it's got black and white text in like a, an oldie style. So it's oh, I haven't a, heard of it. I'm sure it's terrible. I can't wait to play. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's got a bit of a, a horror walking sim that you're going to be on. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the, the EA sort of like indie published Fay on Friday that looked kind of cool. I'll have to see a bit more about that. All right. And then uh, if you want a chance to dig into our giveaway sack this week. Just leave us a comment in the story thread on site and let us know about anything we've talked about. Artifacts Monday. Is gaming going to collapse? <laughs> or anything else, just let us know. And uh, you'll enter for a chance and reveal the winner next Friday. All right, thanks for joining me, Jack. Thanks for joining me, Mark. We'll be back next week, hopefully with Rich, if he's managed to unpack his computer and everything that he's got to do, wired his networks and stuff. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Catch you later.